Good evening, Black Urban America. I don't know what happened to my intro, but that's okay. Um, we're here another week. Uh, but let's take care of some housekeeping um, uh, uh, information. Uh, my name is Kenneth Jones, host of Black Earth of America, Tuesday evening from 730 to uh, 815. On Thursday, we have Superior Power Black America with Monique and Daryl Freeman. Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Saturday, we have Provocative Thoughts with Carton Sneed, and he discusses social behavior in the black community. So this evening, what are we going to discuss? Well, you know what? I've been having a lot of guests on the last couple of months, and one population has been miss, missing. It is the group from the millennials. And you ask me, what are the millennials? Well, I guess the millennials are the people or uh, age group, I said 30 or under, uh, uh, sociologist says that anyone born from 1982 to 2000 is considered a millennial. So I have a guest, uh, her name is uh, uh, Maisha Saunders, and uh, I guess I will use her as a representation of that group. Uh, of course. Miss Saunders, good evening. Good evening, Hello. Brother Jones. How how you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Believe it or not, I am doing pretty well. You know, yes. uh, uh, I I can say I I I made it through a week. Uh, uh, and what we try to do. There's a couple of things we try to do at Queen Mother for Real Media. One thing we try to do is give community residents a platform to uh, to discuss their concerns about their community, to explore solutions to the issues about their communities. The, uh, uh, the second thing that we do is we have a marketing partnership program all you people out there that are self-employed or have a small business, we will put a team around you so that we can have an impact on your business, national exposure, sales will increase. So that's what we do here at Queen Mother for Real Media. We try to explore solutions uh, uh, for the black community in America. I say the black community in America, of course, we have black communities around the world. Europe, uh, right. Australia, uh, uh, Asia, London. the South Pacific, South America, Canada, UK. we are all over. So when I say yes. black community, I, I have to be more specific. Say black worldwide. communities. And, yes, worldwide. So, Ms. Saunders, could you tell me a little bit, can you tell people a little bit about yourself? Well, I am in the community. Every Friday I go to Philadelphia. We go down to 30th and Germantown, and we stand outside in RBG group every Friday. Come on down, show you love. Red, black, and What's green. What's the RBG group? Can you, can you tell us what the RBG group is all about? Well, 
some of us, we like help out in the community. We feed the homeless. We talk at schools. We try to get the young people involved in the community, involved in school. Like, we just don't want them to be, we don't want the streets to take them. So we try to do, we try to have activities. We try to have, part, like, not parties, but, like, block parties, gatherings, just, just show us that and show them that we love we love you and we try to build our unity and we need this unity because we all we got. Um, well, let me ask you something, Ms. Saunders. Do you think, honestly, uh, let's look at the last five years, if you may, some of the reports that have been coming out of the community, some of the things that I've seen with my own eyes. Do you think black people love black people? No. What? No, why no. not? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say all. But I think a good 40% of black people don't like black people. They probably don't like black people because they don't like their self. They don't like because they're black. So, and I have seen it. I have seen it a lot actually lately with the whole bleaching situation and people yeah. bleaching their skin. Yeah, so I've seen that a lot. Then the whole dark skin versus light skin and the whole battle was attire. It's just like it's always a competition. With And the whole time it's like if you don't stand, if you stand side by side, you can see the equalness. In it. But if you're standing back, like you're standing behind somebody or you behind another person, they feel like they always got to – people, they like to step on your toes. I've seen – I seen somebody made the the crab barrel with the with the barrel with the crabs and they pulling each other down. That's how they describe us. That's how they describe African the Americans. It's called crabs in the yeah. bucket. Yeah. Yes, that's Man. how they explain. That's, that's how they describe African Americans, and it's so, it's really uh, sad. Like you, it's really sad. Uh, so were you born okay. between the years nineteen eighty two and two thousand? Yes, I was born ninety one. Okay, great. So you're a millennium. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I've been trying to do this subject now. I got some people for Generation X. I got some people from my generation, but I never got anyone exactly from your generation. I really do the conservative effort to to try to bring more people. Uh, 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 of your age group into the fall. Let me ask you right. this before I get to specifics. Uh, the RBG group, is that a volunteer organization? Yeah. And what do RBG stand for? Revelational Black Guidance. Okay. Relation. Uh, I hear the word relation. Revolution. Revolution. Revolutionary. Yes. Oh, revolutional. Uh, so you consider yourself a revolutionary? I'm building. Huh? I'm building on. I'm building on that. I'm building on the revolution that they had back in the day. I'm building on that. Let level. me tell you something. Well, not, not, their, not their revolution, but, you know, a brand-new revolution. 
a better revolution. Well, you know what? Things have not much changed since the original Black Panthers. My big brother was one of the original Black Panthers in our hometown. Yes. And uh, for a while, I was really a little boy. I was a little boy. And (laughs) and they used to have meetings. I used to see all these guys in black in my living room. And my brother used to let me sit in the corner of the room just to hear. I didn't know a word what they were talking about. Uh, But all I know, (laughs) it affected me for years to come. But um, uh, all I'm saying is, that you have to be, we have to be careful of the language and the activities that we use because right. we don't want any mis- misrepresentation or we don't want any misconcepts from other groups on the purpose of what the organization is attempting uh, to do. Right. So uh, let uh let me ask you, um, it said, it's reported. Now, I'm going to ask you a whole range of questions uh, okay. about the state, a state of America. And, and, oh. and I want you to give me your honest views and, uh, about uh, what's going on in this country in relationship to African Americans. Uh, it's reported that 50% of millennials are not politically evolved or politically affected. That's half. So do you, do you what, what, what's your impression on your generation and politics? So do you think politics is going to work? Um. He said, what is my opinion about youth and uh, politics? Yeah, the millenniums and politics. What is the majority mm-hmm. view on politics? Do they feel they need to be involved? Do they feel they vote count? What is your view on the political structure in America? I feel like the view on politics is just like kids' view on school. They feel like they don't need it. They feel like they don't need the information. They don't need the knowledge. So why do they feel that they don't need the knowledge? A lot of people got really hyped and excited when Obama came into office because I was still, I was a senior in high school his first term. And mm-hmm. that's probably the first time that people was even engaged or even knew, oh, politics, Democrat and a Republican. That's probably the first time they even knew what each one meant. Like, so I feel like they was just doing what their mom was doing or what their dad was doing. Because when I turned 18, I didn't vote. My mom dragged Why not? me to the polls because I felt like it was You got dragged to the polls for President Obama, huh? Yeah. And I felt so, like my vote didn't count. I felt like it was rigged. I felt like they picked, I felt like they counting them out, but at the same time, they already know who the winner is. They just want you to be, they want you to feel like your opinion is important to America because you live here, but it's not. So why do you feel that your vote 
or your doesn't opinion matter. doesn't matter, right? I feel like why do you feel? I feel like my vote doesn't matter because it's already set in plan. Right, I feel like the plan is already. I feel like they already made it to the end, but they did a backtrack and had everybody go to the to the back to the the starting line. But the people who already got the plan, they already there. They already at the end. They just waiting for us. The seats. Like oh, like how oh like with the turtle and the the turtle and the um the rabbit like oh right. the rabbit going to win and then then so it's like it's for like to be like just like the whole Hillary and and Trump like I don't I don't like neither one of them for my own personal reasons I don't like either one. So, Did you like Bernie? Did you like Bernie? Yes, I love Bernie. Yes, I love Bernie. Well, it says like, that 85% of the millennials supported Bernie Bernie Sanders. I know. So why? I know that. Why, well, well, well right, let's, let's stay on this. Let's stay on this. How do you feel about how do your generation, now I'm not even going to say that because uh, your generation, how do people of your age group feel about Donald Trump? <laughs> I, think, I said a joke. I said a joke. I, think, oh, I didn't know I said a joke. That wasn't even planned on saying it. Huh? I think the way our I think I think my youth look at Donald Trump like how people look at terrorists. Are you calling Donald Trump a terrorist <laughs> on the black community? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I can't find so, another. I can't find another word. So, well, well, let me ask you this: Do you feel our communities in America are being terrorized by certain groups, such as law enforcement, such as uh, yes. certain policies that are yes. that are enforced in our communities? Do you think that's a form of terrorism? It's a tax. I feel like police, your job, when you shop, when you attack someone, like attack someone, just their looks, their personality, their self, their thing, anything, I feel like that's a, that's a tax. And I feel like, and they say a terrorist, they want, I mean, like, some terrorists, they want to see you hurt, and then some terrorists, I mean, want death. But a lot of people think that, oh, terrorists, they want to kill us. But I feel like when somebody say terrorists, I feel like harm, attack. I don't, feel, I don't think, oh, death. So I just feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a terrorist. Yeah. I feel like Donald Trump is a terrorist for the black community. How about Hillary? Now, I'm going to tell you something. You know, a lot of black folks like a husband. Really? Even though he messed up the welfare system, even though he sent a lot of uh, 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 businesses across uh, abroad, you know, but still, a lot of folks like uh, President Clinton. So, uh, 
Tell me what's what's your what's your negative what's your criticism of Hillary? Um, I like the Hillary when she went up against Bill. Like she had some good, some good, uh, I guess point or she hit. She know what she know what to talk about. Like Hillary know what is going to get someone's attention. She know how to use her words and she know what to do. Like she. But, she know how to bring the, she know how to rouse the crowd. But I just think that I just think that Hillary I don't like Hillary either. But I know they like the Clintons. But Is someone when she else called, you uh, respond to these questions, uh, Miss Sanders? No, someone no someone was just engaging in the conversation in their appointment. I don't know what they're talking about. But I just feel like when she called um black Children, predators. I just, I just don't really well with her. And she called black children predators. Uh huh. I didn't really vibe with that. And then when someone approached her with the conversation, she didn't engage. She just like nudged her off. It's like she know what to talk about when the time is right or she know when to talk about when the right people is around, which is the black people, because we we are like 75% of America. I mean, really 75% of the world, probably 80 95%. It's more of us than it is of them. But I'm just saying she know what to say, when to say it, but when somebody approach her on a, of a real situation, she don't. She don't engage. Like she has, she has the questions. She can answer the questions. That's one thing she can do. But regardless of the situation, I still feel like this is a show. Like I just, I feel like it's a show. Well, Mrs. Clint is a senior, is a seasoned politician. She was a senator, a secretary of state, and she ran for president. Uh, Three times. Yeah, yeah, she's a lawyer by trade. Well, most politicians are lawyers, you know, because you have to be a lawyer to understand a lot of the bills and, and uh, that are being passed through Congress and the Senate, and even on the local level, council, freeholders, mayor, uh, state senators. So a lot of them are that go into politics. politics their background are, 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 are either business or law, because you do because when you are in government, you do have to know uh, the, the economic uh, fair trade, the economic structure, international and, and domestic, as well as uh, 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 how uh, 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 how to put a bill through. And how to negotiate a bill. Uh, so that's it. you guys know the, the the fine print and some of the interpretation. And lawyers are good for that, you know, because when you try to pass a bill, you legislature it is a new law. Uh, so basically, that's why you know. I, I mean, a Bill Clinton was a lawyer. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. George Bush, both George Bushes were lawyers. Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 President uh, Obama w- it, it was 
successful lawyer. You know, he was the president of the Harvard Law Review. So, um, yeah, you have a lot of lawyers. You said you either have to be business or lawyer, or, or has there some type of law? I mean, so most of people in Congress, most of the people in the Senate have a background either in law or in business. Okay. You don't have too many other folks. Like, you might have a few teachers. You might have a few cops that run for those offices. But most of it's lawyers and business folks. Okay. Yeah. So uh, do people people from your generation do a lot of volunteer work? No. No? No. Why not? Not enough. Well, what were some of the reasons? Hmm? Because the people in my generation is lazy. You say what? <laughs> the people in my generation is lazy. Lazy. Oh, don't say that. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know if people in the generation are lazy. Now, this is some of the things that you said, that uh, you may be privileged, uh, you may feel special, and you may feel that everything belongs to you, and you really feel you don't have to work for it, like it's supposed to be given to you. Do you think that's a fair assessment of the people in your age group? I mean, it doesn't really matter because people, like, people can come, like, you can be rich, and you can volunteer every every other day or every weekend and be so humble. And then you can be from you can be poor in the gutter, and you can be arrogant and you don't want you want handouts every chance you can get. So it doesn't matter your back like it doesn't matter your background, but it doesn't matter about your bank account. It doesn't matter about your character and your personality. Because if you have a big heart, then of course you want to help. You want to find stuff to do. You want to help. You want to be involved. But then again, it's some people that they don't even care about their own family, let alone the community center at the street or the boys and girls club or some some type of. So it just it just it just really depends on people's character. So, describe the average person that's 25 years of age. Um, let's say professional or working person. You know, what? Uh, what do you think? What type of character that person may have on that? Like for example, yeah. I'm middle age. I'm an African-American man. You know, our characteristic is that we want to be a provider of our families. We're looking towards uh, to retirement. We want to do well in our group, and we want to better others. You know, that's, right. described. that's the average African-American man, middle-aged man. So what is the average uh, millennium person? 
I'm sorry. I can't. I can't really answer that question because the average. I don't. I don't know. It's either you. They say conscious or unconscious. It's either you have a conscious mind or you just don't care. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Miss Saunders. Let me ask you this. Okay. Are you aware of gangs in our communities? I'm very aware of gangs. Okay. So what is the perception of gang gang activities in the black community in America? It has decreased. Huh? It 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 has decreased a little bit. But it's like... It has increased... I think it's it has, a whole it bunch. Has, really? I think it has decreased in my age right because when you say people who have when you say people who has been born from like nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight to early, like early, late, yeah. In between that, I don't know what happened. I think after like ninety five, ninety six, they put something in the milk. Because the generation, like, me as 21, looking at the kids that are 20, me me 25, looking at the kids that are 21 and younger, I wasn't even doing 80% of what they're doing now. When I was there, it was just like... So what what are they doing? What are they doing that is so surprising to your eyes or ears? they will like one one they don't fight they don't fight no more like they'll go get a stranger they'll go get someone's gun they're still a gun they feel like if i kill this person i'm the man or i'm the person like just look look at me because i have a gun and i killed and i took someone's life like nowadays it's like it's not a whole protection, and I need to get them before. It's just know that oh, they're they're doing better than me. They gotta they gotta disappear, or they took my girl, and it's it's my fault. But they still took my girl, or they took my man, and I gotta get at them. Or it just be the dumbest stuff, like it just be the stupidest things, or like the just the smallest, pettiest. Stuff that you could just turn the other cheek, and it's like they don't have that heart, or they oh, don't have turn the other dignity cheek. to have it. Yeah, turn, other turn cheek. the other cheek. Turn the <laughs> other cheek. What's turn the other cheek is going to solve? This, now you sound like at a least, Republican. At least, at least somebody you not. Sound like a Republican. You sound like a black Republican. You've been seeing no black Republican pages on the quiet. <laughs> I think you have you sound just like a black Republican. <laughs> but that's what they say. That's what okay, when you arguing with if you arguing in class with someone, the teacher say, "Be the bigger person. Just turn the other cheek." So you be like, just yeah, walk and, away. and while you walk away, he's gonna shoot you in the back. Okay, that's real good. Turning the other right, exactly. So it's gonna say, it's gonna go back to the whole "I get you before you get me" mentality. Right. Do you feel? That gun laws should be changed. No. 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 Why not? 
I mean, would you want the laws to change to be? It's not what be, I want. I ask. I mean, I mean, no. <laughs> do you? Yeah, no. This is not my interview. I don't you know, feel like your laws should be changed. Uh, you know, do you feel that the gun laws should be changed? No, because well, let me another way. Let me put it another way. Do you feel that gun violence is a problem in our communities? Now, you just gave a whole 10-minute uh, analysis <laughs> on the shootings. But do you think that's a problem in our communities? I feel like gun violence is a problem. Okay, it's the number now, one problem. Both ways, gun though, both ways. Is, Gun violence is the number one problem plaguing our communities. So why shouldn't why shouldn't both ways? What yes. do you mean by that? Um, a Biden citizen versus a Biden citizen, police officer versus a Biden citizen, a Biden citizen versus. So it's always somebody. It's always a citizen versus someone else. But if it's a citizen versus another citizen, it's a problem. But when it's a citizen versus a police officer. They're gonna fight for the badge. Okay. Well, well, police officers been doing that for centuries. But let me tell, let me ask you this. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like been doing this for centuries. You, you said you said that gun violence is the number one issue in our community. So yep. why should we change the gun laws if gun violence because is affecting our community? Why should we change the gun laws? Because at the end of the day, anybody. Because at the end of the day, you can still get a gun. Huh? Because I like holding. Yeah, because you like owning your gun. So you don't want the gun laws to change. You just want people to be more responsible. But I'm going to tell you something. In order for our, uh, to me, from my eye, Mm-hmm. My my perception, you know, in order for gun violence to decrease in our neighborhoods, it had to be some type of change in the yep. gun laws. It had to be some type of change. I mean, like, we just don't go, black kids just don't go anywhere to shoot up anything. We got to have a reason to shoot you, but we know that when we get busted that we're going to do a little time. So it got to be a good right. reason for us to shoot you. We're not going into malls and shooting up strangers. We're not going into right. movie theaters shooting up strangers. We're not going into not going in clubs. To, or, or, or yeah, or, or, or the club. You know, when we shoot somebody, it's it's, it's for a reason. One two reasons: money or girl. Uh, 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 so uh, or somebody trying to take our property. So you gotta be a reason for us to pull a gun. So I think, I think it has to be some type of uh, change, whether it be assault rifles. I, I don't think anyone should have an assault rifle. Assault rifle is made for the military. Mm-hmm. Ain't yeah. none of us in the army on Marines or what have you. But uh, right. but uh, for assault rifle, it should be no reason for a regular citizen to own a assault rifle unless. They want to do some bodily harm. What do you think about right. that, Ms. Saunders? That All is right. true. 
Right. So, but we do have assault rifles in our community, and a lot of gang right. members own assault rifles. From what right. I, from my experience, right. uh, automatic. So, let me, uh, huh? I say, yeah, automatics and all that. The heavy equipment. Right. How about the? But they're not licensed. No, they're not. But how about the drugs in our community? What What's the relationship oh, the between the millennials? The drugs that the white yes, people brought the drugs. in America. Excuse me? I said the drugs yeah. that, um, I said the drugs that they said white superiors smuggled in America. You're fading, you're fading out. I can't really hear you. I'm sorry. I said, hello? you said, that, hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hello? Yeah, I said the white drugs, then white superior, then um, playing it in our communities. Oh, so you're saying that uh, that drugs were planted in our communities. But of course. Know, where, I, where, where, I walk, where I walk through our communities, I don't see them selling drugs to us. I see us selling drugs to each other. Of course, yes. Because you don't see that person. Um, of course, you're not going to see the dealer. You're not going to see the head the head kingpin. Nobody sees him. Okay, but what, what, how, do, how do you guys feel about drugs in our community? It's destroying us. Okay. It's destroying it your destroy? family, your, yourself. Every drug has a different, every drug is different. Everybody has a different reaction to it. They know this. So they know that black people are going to sell to black people because they're going to sell to their own people because they don't care about them. They care about that money. At, at the end of the day, that's all they care about is that money. They don't care if this is their last hit and they, they're going to die after this. It doesn't matter unless another another black person going. That's all that matters. I really think that they're trying to extinct African Americans. Slowly but surely, they're trying to wipe our generation. They're trying to just get rid of us. Like they're trying to soak us. Why do you think that? I have been doing a lot what of is the reason why? Last couple Hold of years. Up. Let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What is the reason okay. for getting rid of the black community or black folks in America? where they don't have to worry about us. I mean, it's not like we're the richest community in the world. I mean, we're number one in spending. We spend $1.2 trillion a year. You know, we, we buy up everything, but we don't own How? anything. Yeah, we spend $1.2, and it's going up. We've been in a recession since, like, 2004. Excuse me? So we've been in a recession since like 2004. 
<laughs> Longer than that. Ever since the global right. economy had came in existence, the global the global uh, uh, trade has left the, uh, most of us in the black community. That's why we had to get our own businesses. That's why we had to we had to uh, 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 really start relying on each other instead of going to city hall or to the state capitol or the white house, white house and asking for handouts i mean like every time we have a problem we want to run to our city official we want to run to them for our assistance you know and um all i'm saying that we had to change our thinking Matter of fact, you're supposed to be doing the talking, not me. Go ahead. So, why you think? Um, go ahead. This is—I know it's my show, but you're the one who's supposed to have the platform. Go ahead. So, you know Black Wall Street, right? You know, back in the 1920s. Of course I do. Yes, right. I do. So, so when I. When I thought about that, like, when we had our own schools, our own libraries, our own hospitals, our own, our own, our own, it felt like when that was okay, that was when it was okay for us, it was a problem for someone else. And it's like because we need from someone else, because at the end of the day, everyone has to get something. You get your store from the corner. Like, you get your stuff from someone else. That's getting it from someone else. So it's like, it's all these, it's multiple hands dealing with your stuff, and that's okay. That's okay. But if you know the person who you getting your getting your groceries from, and you know the person who you bank from, and you know your community, that's not, that's unity to us, but that's Fear for someone else, right? And so it's like, right? But that's what that's that's why I'm saying with the whole extinct thing, they feel like when you get when a they feel like when an African American is is successful, but for African American, no, they're ish, and they can back it up and they can say say what's right and know it's right and actually can show it. If they have the facts and they can answer your question and they can prove their answer with your question, is like they get, they tense up. And that's what's happening. Like, I mean, I see that this, well, I seen it last year, like a lot of, like people are tensing up. People are getting defensive. That's why this election is really, really, really like on, like if a pin drop, bombs are going up in the air, like, because people are for Trump, and then people are for Clinton. People are saying, oh, if Trump, if Trump, uh, if Trump get elected, elected, I'm punching people on site. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, what? why is it, is it for, like, if Trump get into office, violence is already going to start the day before inauguration. Like, if Hillary get in office, like, stuff is going to happen so it's just like it doesn't really matter with the whole election. It's like a game. They want to get people routed up. They want people to be have the adrenaline rushing in them for them to kill. 
and to vandalize and to do stuff like that because they already feel like that's what African American youth do anyway. We just we destructive. We don't know no better. But that's not true. That's right. You know a lot. But know a lot. Sometimes we do act like that, though. Sometimes we do act like that. You know, and, yeah. and like, uh, like, like one of my hosts that come on Saturday night for Vodka's Door for Cotton Sneeze, he speaks on a lot of our behaviors in the community. And even though, like, my host for Thursday night, uh, Daryl Freeman, he talks about economic development, he's got the economic planning and all that. But I think it has to coincide. We need a whole social, culture, and economic change uh, in mm-hmm. the black community. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, well culture... uh, I'm running out of time, Miss Saunders. And I think that I- I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. And, thank um, you for inviting me. Sure. And you're welcome back anytime. I'm going to stay in contact with you. And you have my number. Please give me a call. Because you're one of those people that are self-employed, right? Yes. I would like for you, I would like for us to talk tomorrow, if that's possible. Okay. Okay. You have my number, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got both your numbers. Okay. No. 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 I talk about the four seven zero number. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the radio station number. This radio station will be on all the time. Okay. So, Ms. Right. Saunders, uh, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Um, I asked you all the questions I wanted to ask you, but again, uh, we will be talking. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Have a nice Have a nice week. You too. That was Miss uh, uh, Myesha Saunders, who was. They did a pretty good job in addressing some of the issues, uh, some of the views by, uh, by uh, 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 for the millenniums. And um, she, she, she did okay by uh, trying to, I know I, I was putting her on the spot about what some of the views of, of people in her generation, but we have to, we have to know, what are young are thinking? We have to get them involved because because we, cause, cause they, they they are the future. They go they go they the future politicians. They they the future uh, business owners. Uh, uh, they are the future teachers. So we got to know. We got to open our arms up for them. Get them involved. I mean, I think it's great that she is uh, uh, volunteering. Uh, I think it's great that she's uh, uh, in the community the way she is. And more young folks need to follow her suit. And um, and I hope that this is a start that, uh, I I hope this is a start to open up the dialogue among the millennials and the Generation X, middle-aged folks like myself, uh, 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 senior citizens, the the elders. I mean, it's important for all groups. We can't complain about each other, neither. 
A lot of times I hear about, oh, uh, they're not doing anything. Oh, uh, uh, all they think about is money. Oh, all they think about is sex. No, no, that's not true. You'd be surprised what's on the mind of young people. All you got to do is speak to them just like, they, uh, 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 the millennials think about us. Oh, our ideas are old-fashioned. Uh, 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 we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, we, we need to uh, 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 become of age. Again, you don't know unless you have a conversation. If we don't, have, if we don't open the dialogue among each other, believe me, it's going to be the same. You, you, you know, we're going to have this thing, what we used to call the, uh, uh, the generation gap. You know, and we don't need that. We don't need that at all, the generation gap. We need inclusion. We need the generation X. We need the millennials. We need uh, the baby boomers. We need the elders. We need all. It takes that whole village to to implement the solution that that has to uh, 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 that has to uh, to be organized to come together. You know, uh, it's very important that that we get rid. You see. Americans are the only ones that don't hold people of an older age in regards. They don't. They want to put them in senior citizen homes. They want to put them in uh, 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 Nursing homes. It's it's ridiculous. You know how much knowledge is in a person's mind, the experience, the wisdom that they can share so you don't have to do the same mistake. Don't have to do the same mistake. But again, America like to throw away their old. America like to throw away anybody that's like can't they can't benefit off off of any longer. And and and, and in other cultures, in other cultures, they hold the elderly in high regards, in high regards, especially in Asian countries. Uh, 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 certain African country, the elders like. I mean, people can't wait to become an elder in certain communities. But I don't know. We have to. The United States has to rethink a lot of its ways. Really, really do. How we treat each other. How we treat our young. How we treat our our mothers, how we treat uh, uh, other people. We really have to really change our thinking and our thought process 
when it comes to that. Because if we continue, we continue, uh, believe me, believe me, uh, people, I mean, look at Britain. Look at Britain. Look at Britain. Just tear away from the whole Europe. Just, 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 you, you just get away. Now they should tell you something. Well, I guess that's enough for this week. Now, I would just like to uh, thank everyone for tuning in. Um. I'm signing off. I am because we are. We are because I am. Have a nice weekend, America.